Kiss me, fat boy. 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 Warning: This podcast may contain explicit content and language. There may also be content that can be triggering. So li- listen with caution. Spoiler warning: This podcast contains spoilers to the named uh, works of Stephen King and also cross references to other Stephen King works. So you've been warned. Um, the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of the host and/or the sponsors, if there ever are sponsors. And this is a fan podcast and is not endorsed by Mr. King or any of the entities that release his works on various platforms. Okay, so Serena here with Looch again. Say hi, Looch. Hello. We're back talking about Tommy Knockers, the miniseries. So uh, we were able to find it, um, and it was like a little over three hours, I think, or right around under three hours. Under three, yeah. yeah, so I don't know how long they... Sp- it was the miniseries. I don't know how long they spaced it out, but... I did. My first thing I want to say about it is that I like the movie better than the book, which is weird because I usually like the movies usually worse than the book when the book sucks like this. But I didn't. I think it's because Jimmy Smith is just such a good actor that he really pulled it through. I mean, some of it was kind of dummy, but most of it, I say technically, I prefer the uh, miniseries over the book. So, um,. What were you gonna? What were you about to say? We were talking about it, and, you, and we were talking about what were you about to say? Um, I don't think that uh, David, the boy, was in El Terror Four. He wasn't in the attic space. He was on the ship, I think. Yeah, yeah, he was on the ship. Yeah, so yeah. I so says, I guess when they were, I guess when he uh, made things disappear, they would disappear to the ship and then come back from the ship. But I guess when he got disappeared, the ship took him and made him a battery. Yeah, but that's not what happened in the book, so... Well, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, that was the difference. Yeah, that was main. Um, there was, like, a lot of things. I felt like right on right off the bat, they changed a lot of things. Um, yeah, and a lot of characters missing. There was a lot of characters missing, and then they kind of made characters kind of like they were already existing. They brought them into a bigger role, like the guy that was in love with uh, post- Ruth. Yeah, the postman also. Yeah, he got role. a little bit more of a role than he would, but um, so basically, you know, they were just they needed to do all this backstory on Ruth, so they brought that guy in. So they kind of like really messed with that timeline. But I actually felt like they corrected some of the flaws of the book with mm-hmm. the miniseries. And I wonder how I didn't really let me look and see. I don't think he necessarily. I don't know how much. Um, let's see. He wrote, of course, he wrote it, but Steve. So Lawrence D. Cohen wrote the screenplay, and John Power directed it. And it starting, stars Jimmy Smith as guard and Marge Hellenberger as Bobby, which I don't really... I recognize her. She was, like, in a lot of stuff, but I don't really recognize her. Did you recognize her? Yeah, a little bit. She's on bit. China Beach and some of the old-school stuff. But I felt like she was a good Bobby because she had the look. The only thing I disagree with was they started the story... And she was all beautiful and hot all the way through until, you know, they kind of changed the timeline. So the first thing they did was change the timeline and let her let um, a guard show up to Bobby. And she's still beautiful and put together. She hadn't lost all that weight. She hadn't started getting crazy. Yeah, even when he said she doesn't look good, she looked good. 
Yeah, she comes out with a big, by the way, she comes out with a big full bosom, which in, I know it's not a big deal, but like in the movie, like I mean, in the book, she was flat chested and it was like even worse when she started losing weight, you know? She comes out like this voluptuous yeah. woman with lots of makeup on. Right. It does, it's not the way she she's looks supposed anyway. She's lost like 35 pounds or something. She and was like, like 80 few, pounds in the, yeah. in the book. Yeah, she got <laughs> down pretty quick. Um, so, so they start off where basically all of a sudden... Now, I think Jimmy Smith kind of did all the stuff in the beginning that Guard did. I think he was doing all that stuff. Remember, he was making fun of that way that guy's name sounded. Yeah. Like yeah. a Guard or Garg or whatever. And then he was acting crazy, and then he woke up later on a like on a beach, and then he woke up yeah. later, and he found the that guy. The little kid wasn't in it. Remember, the little kid was talking about, the, his mother had talked talked to him about the Tommy Knockers. I guess he, he was an orphan. I guess his mother died. It was a small yeah. part in the in the book, and that's who he met, and... Basically, I think the little kid saved his life. I can't remember quite if he saved. Yeah, his they life added all that stuff in there. I don't even remember. I kind of, from, I'm talking about from the book, but yeah. when from the movie, he just woke up. You know. Yeah, in, yeah. In the he water, was talking. Basically. Yeah, he basically woke up. He's like, yeah. "What did I do now?" Right. Which I've never. I know that it exists, but till I actually black out days black out later. For a week? Yeah, that's kind of weird. But of course, it was all supernatural too. So we have to just kind of remember that mm. this is a supernatural phenomenon. And he was connected to that chick, and she was losing time, and he was losing time. But he's like, not again. So in yeah. other words, he did it before. Now, unlike you, I uh, like the book more than I liked the movie. <laughs> the movie was so hard for me because, and it was just little things. The music just drove me nuts. It was this this constant synthesizer background. It was just oh my gosh. Yeah. It was like no it was score. Cheesy. It was just really yeah, it was really cheesy. And then uh, you well, know, there was I a think, score because let's see what was the name I saw it. Who said they said did the music? Uh, Christopher Frankie. Sorry, Christopher Frankie, but you didn't do a good job. I mean, I've heard uh, you know <laughs> there's probably pornos with better music in the well, background. <laughs> the budget was twelve million, and it was released in '93. Of course, the book yeah. was written in '87. I don't know. I if just this don't movie understand. had been, if they had spent maybe thirty million and Steven Spielberg would have directed it, it could have been a good movie. You know, that's it. Be had to be completely rewritten though, because the book itself wasn't that good. I mean, the graphics were terrible. Did you see the the oh, lipstick yeah, the gr- thing? You know, and it was like, yeah, and it just and the person just disappears, and then well, the statue had just appeared, and it was just yeah. like green slime. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, that reminds me. So Tracy Lords is in this movie. She's a good actress. The uh, you talking about the uh, postal worker? Yeah, the postal worker. You know who that is, yeah. right? I don't. I mean, I've heard the name before. You don't know who that is? She's like a. She's a B movie, right? Isn't she yeah, she is. She was a B movie now actress now, but she was a big time porn star back in the day. Back in the day, and she she's a really from what I've heard because I know people who know her or met them. And they've said that she's a really nice person, and uh, you know she just wanted. She she's good in these little movies. Like she did Crybaby. She was so good in Crybaby. Really? Do you remember her in Crybaby? She was like that vixen. I never heard that. But yeah, she was. I think she's a good actress, and I think I think the casting was really great. Now, of course, right away, Pete. She walks in. She's like, "Hey, guard, you're not gonna believe it. Pete's eye fixed itself." And do you remember at the vet how all the animals went crazy, like in the book? Do you yeah. notice there was a cobra? Like, who owns a cobra? <laughs> the cobra jumps out of its cage, like a glass, yeah. little glass aquarium with the open top. It's like, um, can I help you? Who owns a cobra? Like, I don't think so. So I thought that was kind of stupid. But you remember they made a reference. You were talking about references to uh, to Pennywise. Yes. Did you see the reference they made in the movie? That they, no, they, they I didn't. didn't. They didn't make a re- reference to Pennywise in the movie. What they make? I didn't. A reference to Cujo. 
Oh, I heard that. Yes, Cujo. Just, yeah, because that we're dog doing... is like Cujo. I'm like, that's right. Cujo? I don't know who all... Cujo is. <laughs> exactly. Like... I know, and we're gonna have to. We're doing Cujo next, so that'll be something to look forward to. But um, anyway, so yeah, it was just like she was like, oh, guard is so amazing. It fixed. There's a green light shooting shooting out of Pete's eye, and it's making him better. And blah, blah blah. So Pete's there the whole time, right beside her. He's barking, acting erratic, which I guess. That was what your point was before. You're saying, did she decide to, she was, instead of putting him down, she's going to put him to use. Remember how you said what made her decide that turned her dog into a battery? Right, right. You know, because he was getting really erratic and stuff and trying to attack a lot of people. But anyway, so she's there for the whole ride. And they did show some stuff behind the scenes that was implied in the book. Like she was working on it. They showed her working on it and stuff. But then they had everybody working on it. It was just kind of crazy because... It, Technically, it was her and Guard's little project they did. Right. And while they did this the whole time, you know, so they kind of, I thought that was a little silly, but I don't know. It just it just kind of like there's this little boy goes missing right away that's right in the beginning of the book. They yeah. have to push it forward. And then they're all looking Notice Ruth doesn't blow herself up. Ruth does not blow herself up. She just right. disappears and takes the place of, of her sister Anne right. as just, one of the batteries. batteries. Yeah, and why are there why are there why are the dolls' heads uh, on the ground? Whatever. I mean, why even do that? If she I love that up? was my favorite scene of the movie oh, is when it? the dolls attacked her. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that was I so like, funny. I was I like laughing so hard. I'm just talking about why were there doll heads? If they didn't blow, if she didn't blow herself up, that was the whole, yeah. the whole point of the first scene. Was like. All they found was these body parts, but they were all doll parts. Yeah. And then they found her, you know. And My guess is the they, uh, she's fighting. She's fighting for a life against these <laughs> dolls. But, yeah, so they show um, Ruth with her dolls, and I'm so glad they showed them. And then they got this, like, scarecrow, like, because that was in the book, too. And I just thought, I thought it was really great. Let me ask you, do you think before the whole Tommy Knockers, well, not Tommy but the alien thing, do you think that the dolls ever spoke to her before? No. Okay, then I would ask this question: Why did she speak to them? Do you remember when the boy got scared of one of the of one of the uh, things? But one of them uh, scared was it David? I guess yeah. got scared. It was some little boy. And then she starts questioning the dolls: Which uh, one of you is scared? Scared? And she was like expecting an answer. I don't so think she was really. Like, I thought that was just her kind of t- reacting to it because she didn't have children. Yeah. And those dolls were her children, kind of like how you talk to. You may be a pet or like something. A, yeah, or a pet or, or just like a plant. You talk right. to people, talk to plants. I don't think she was expecting them, you know. To speak back. To speak back. Okay. I think she was just like. I thought she was questioning them and they were going to answer. One of them was like, wasn't me. was her. Wasn't no, but it could be showing that she was starting to lose it. I don't know, but I don't yeah. think that's what was going on. But they brought all that to the front, you know, kind of like right away, David goes missing and they call him Davey in the book. Were they calling him Davy in the and in the movie? They're calling him Davy, but was he David in the book? I remember David, being David the whole time. The other thing too, remember the whole hive mind thing where they all spoke. The only scene in the movie, to me, if I remember right, was at the post office where everybody got was getting their mail and she knew what they wanted or whatever until he came up and she couldn't read his mind, uh, you know, guard's mind, yeah, because of the plate or whatever. But there was no other sense of that at the end of the you know towards the end of the movie there was no sense that they all kind of knew what was going on is yeah. the, the book made a big point that everybody was reading everybody else's yeah, they were mind, high mind yeah and and they didn't have to talk to each other because they all knew yeah, they what was going on but it didn't seem that way at the end it like they kind of try to hint at it but i think it was just really heavily implied and that was another thing um 
about about the book versus the movie was when they, you know, it just starts jumping into things. And instead of the wife of the postmaster being talked to by Jesus, I mm-hmm. think they did that for probably political reasons not to offend people. Right. Yeah. But I think, but then instead it was like a love connection host talking to her and the girls were like, right. we think you should kill him. So she did electrocute her husband. So she did do that just like in the, in the, in the um, book, but it was changed from, and she also worked at, as a cop. Remember she was a cop with the, the in the magistrates, not the magistrate. Yeah. yeah she was the assistant. Was she was Ruth's assistant. What basically. is it called? The position called? It wasn't the magistrate. It's like a sheriff, I guess. I yeah, but they called it something. I can't well, constable was constable. The, that's it. Yeah, it was. So she was the, was constable, the constable. So she was working in there as an assistant. So right. they changed that up. But um, and do you remember the? And another thing was Davy's parents. I remember them both being in on it together, and like the mom was acting like she was upset yeah. longer than she was. Right. And then you know, and it wasn't until the end that she finally was. Assimilated. Assimilated, right. She was yeah. all the time questioning her husband. Yeah, she was fighting and getting upset. Like, in the beginning, she was like, why aren't we looking for him? And, of course, you know, the husband didn't like the son, any, uh, didn't like Hilly anyway. Right. So that showed. They did a good job of that. I wonder who was the actor that played the dad? Because he looked so familiar to me. He looked like the guy from that movie, Nerds. Or, do you remember what yeah. his name was? Revenge of the Nerds, you mean? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Let's say looked, Brown, looked, Mary Brown, Bryant Brown. What? Robert Carradine. He's part of the Carradine family. Wow. <laughs> so his dad, his brother's David Carradine. Maybe uh-huh. that's why he thought he looked familiar. Let's see. Let's see what his filmography is. Um. Yeah, so I'm gonna look at this real quick. But the the uh, character I really didn't like was that postman. He was just over the top, misogynistic. Yeah. You know, he was he talked down to his wife. He was horrible was to his right. wife, and he was even horrible to the to the girl he was sleeping with. You know, basically when yeah. she invented stuff, she's like, "Well, that's great for a girl." <laughs> Man, I know. I was like, "Are you sure this is not <laughs> from the 1950s?" Instead well, of that was his character was really misogynistic. Really, just weird. I was right. It? He's Lewis, the head nerd from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, I knew right. that I wasn't making that up. Yeah, yeah. He looks kind of different, but I recognized him yeah. even with all the differences. Of course, at the end when he fully becomes, he doesn't use glasses anymore. Yeah, and then the uh, and they didn't go for the, the clear the people. The boyfriend, either. Ruth's boyfriend, was on a show where he's a colonel or something. Was he with the? I can't remember which show he was on. Was yeah, he a cop or was he? He a, looked like almost like is that Kamishka? I swear. No, not Kamish. He's something else though. He's. Do he's you remember a, what his name was? I want to say he was on a show where he was where he was military, but I can't remember. Oh yeah, and that's the thing. Like. Um, Ruth's boyfriend, all of a sudden he's, was he went trooper? He was deputy, maybe? No? Uh, Wait. Let's see. I don't know. Let me look this and see. I want to know how he knew the Coke machine was going to blow up. <laughs> because like, it grabbed his hand and he's like, Well, it grabbed oh. his hand, but he's like, Get away, it's going to blow. And I'm yeah. like, How do you know it's going to blow? <laughs> it's like, it's, I don't know. He must have heard something. But it was, and that was extremely stupid, by the way. It was like a kind of like a big action thriller moment, like Arnold Schwarzenegger worthy, but it was stupid. But back well, to them. So he's on, he's in the whole movie the whole time instead right. of just being some guy who comes to the funeral that she and calls how a couple is he of not times. sick during the whole time. He doesn't have a plate in his head. 
Yeah. How does he not get assimilated and how does he not get sick? I know because he was there a lot yeah. and he was, well, a couple times he got sick, but it was weird because, first of all, they just, he said he thought about asking her to marry him. All of a sudden he, he proposes to her and they get engaged in the show. He's there with her the whole time going through everything and he's looking for her later. None of that happened. You know, they had this big date and relationship. Right. None of that was going on in the book. Yeah. It was the future of what could have been, even though I think it was fine, except it was a plot hole that he didn't get sick. And then and, he, then he, um, before she could answer whether she'd marry him, didn't he give up on her or something? I don't remember. He said something like, uh, forget I even asked or something like that. Oh, really? I so we never got to yes. hear the answer. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. Maybe she didn't. Maybe she didn't. Honestly, I, I was like having a hard time staying awake during some parts of this movie. I was going in and out of consciousness because it was kind of boring, even though it was better than the book. <laughs> but speaking of plates, what did you think of that when um, guard tur- touched it the first time and his plate started moving in his yeah. head like that crazy, like real cheesy, like um, <laughs> special effects? It was so ugly. And then, like, I swear, was the plate moving when they were having sex one time? Oh, really? I, I was, sure I, was I really, it looked like it was because remember, it's cracked his, like, the scar reappeared or whatever and around it. The whole play thing was just goofball, you know? Like, yeah. in the movie, they made it really stupid. But, yeah, I mean, they just kind of like, oh, everybody's um, so creative with their uh, little things they've created. But then, you know, Tracy Lord's got a uh, razor, laser gun lipstick, and um, she's so proud of herself, and she's uh, she kills the two cops with it um, that are trying to leave town that time. Yeah. And uh, she gets real tough and in charge, and it was just kind of goofy. And then they're having a town meeting where Bobby comes out, and she's like, she starts all of a sudden after Fourth of July, and they see the big fireworks, and they're like, we still need to keep looking for Davy. Then all of a sudden she started going downhill and looking rough, and quit wearing makeup, right. trying to look. They try to put makeup on her to make her look thinner, and uh, she just looked rough. And she was laying on the uh, ship. Which, why did the ship look like a maze? Yeah, it looked like like blocks. Yeah, it was like blocks. It was like Minecraft. Yeah, I was like, what is this? Like, is this like, did they uncover an archaeological dig or did they uncover a ship? Right, didn't, it, didn't look fly, like, it was a it flying didn't look like saucer. A saucer. It was like, not a saucer. Look, looked like cubism. Yeah. And so you get in there and so, I mean, so they're just like, she comes out right after that time she goes downhill and then they have... This big I love you so much moment. She's, she keeps having like seizures and stuff, which was from the book. And she was writing that book, the most amazing novel in her sleep, which was from the book because that freaked him out. And then, um, of course, the dog's there the whole time. And then all of a sudden the dog disappears. And I don't really remember when the dog disappeared. Do you? No. <laughs> but um, the, the, the thing with the ship, too, is that I don't think he, he didn't fight an alien. On the show, I mean, fought, in the movie, fought an alien. Yeah. But in the in the in the book in the book, he was uh, he wasn't fighting aliens, was he? He was there fighting. Was, they, were, they were all dead. Yeah. He was really fighting the ship. Yeah, something. Yeah, something. Something about the ship. Because in the but in the movie, he's, there was an alien that was secretly alien there. Right. And I'm like, where does alien come from? I know it's like <laughs> crazy. What's just like? And why this? isn't he out with the rest of the people? Well, they them. hadn't uncovered him yet. He was trapped in there, yeah. and he's using his brain power, I guess, to get all these people to free him, even though he's been there for millions of years. What has he been doing all this time? Well, you know, he and hooked himself up. The way he blew up the ship was he hooked up the uh, – he powered the ship with his own brain. Yeah. 
and I guess that's how he blew the ship up too. Which I'm thinking, boy, it didn't take much then to yeah. To do. <laughs> could, could, yeah. So what he basically, um, even though this is probably going to be extremely short because this just wasn't that good of a movie, but um, yeah. So he he goes after they have this. They start having this town meeting after Bobby starts changing and Pete disappears. They have a town meeting where they're talking about. Um, are you guys ready? Because the final phase is complete. We're going to keep all the people out and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, we're ready. And then all of a sudden, guard is in the background going, oh, my God, Barbie, or something like that. It gets busted. It's like, does anybody have any sense? And he wasn't very drunk in the movie. Did you notice? No, no. He wasn't drunk enough. for. He didn't act like a drunk at all. He didn't act, except for like once. Yeah. When you know, the, the pickle? Um, yeah, when he had the umbrella. No, I'm talking about in the, early, in the early part. Yeah, but then the pickle thing with the, um, yeah. the, with the guy, Lewis from Nerds. Let me say something. Revenge of the Nerds. Something to pickle? Jump a pickle? Pick a pickle? Shoot a pickle? Something. It was like... Something pickle. Something pickle. <laughs> eat a pickle. Like, no, what eat a pickle? I know that pickle sounds good right now. But anyway, so, um, yeah, so he goes and sits in there and he gets really drunk and he comes out and he's like, ah, 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 ah. that was it. That was twice he was you know, drunk in the movie. You know, I think Change too was the, um, you t- were talking about, was it named Tracy Lord's character? Yeah. I think it was the old lady who uh, was able to, what did she do? She made some, what invention that she make? Uh, in the movie? Yeah, something to do with... Uh, fake voices? Yeah, she did fake voices, but she did something else, too. She did. She made an invention. What was her invention? I forgot. It she was, was something that was just spinning around. I didn't know what it was silver doing. Silver or something? I can't remember. But anyways, that woman was the one that's supposed to make all the uh, all the weapons. Yeah. And Not then Tracy they... Lord's character. Tracy Lord's all she did was make the mail sorter, and yeah. that was it. Yeah. But they made her into the, like... Chief engineer of I know she was like stuff. in charge. She became the weapon. She right. became the armory chick. And in the movie, that one, the old lady was the one who actually made all the weapons. Yeah, and another mm. thing is in the book, um, Tracy Lord's character was like older than the postmaster. She was like an older woman, like oh, a really? menopausal type woman, but she would like didn't look old. She was one of those like cougars. Cougar. Yeah, yeah, she was a cougar. She was didn't well taken it. care of and hot and everything. But I do think that that the wife of the postmaster was. A, you know, kind of mousy. I thought she was a good. Yeah, yeah. And it was weird. She was trying to feed him like tuna or something or salmon out of a can. And I'm like, that's not romantic. Who would want to do that anyway? I made your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, why don't you touch me anymore? And it's like, um, no matter how much in love you are, I don't think anybody wants to be fed salmon. It looked like cat food or something. <laughs> I'm just like, what? and it was in a little jar. Do you remember seeing that? I don't remember that. Part, but <laughs> I just remember that saying. Then, of course, um, but yeah, so they have the uh, town meeting with the people going back to the chronological timeline. Is So they're all meeting, and he's like, oh, no, and then they chase him, and then he runs away, and then they capture him, and then they force him to dig, which I don't think, they were kind of finalizing it and forced him to do it, but it wasn't like that. Yeah. You know, and then, of course, there was no, we love you, Ruth. There was no explosion by no. Ruth. There was no, we love you, Ruth. Um, she just disappeared and with the dolls everywhere, doll parts. So they kind of gave a little bit of a nod from the book. I think yeah. they just wanted that in there. Was there a fire? I don't remember a fire. fire no, was there the, wasn't fire. The, the fire was didn't the get biggest, destroyed. Yeah, the fire was the biggest part, kind of the biggest part of the ending. Yeah, but it book. was chaos, so I'm glad they got rid of it. Um, they did talk about uh, the woods being cursed a little bit, their yeah. grandpa. And they did use the, uh, the, uh, the bad word. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I know. I did not want to. I was like, I was like surprised they said that, but of course it was the early nineties. People are still people still think they can say stuff like that. But anyway, so yeah, they you know so he runs away. He's forced into finishing it off, and he's like, this doesn't have to be this way. But that's not what happened in the book. He was like, hey, we worked this whole time. He was playing. He was playing drunk half the time and really drunk most of the time. And so he was in and out of trying to work on a plan to get out of this. He knew he was going to get kicked, killed in the end. He was just trying to survive, but then he was so drawn to Bobby, he couldn't stop helping her and stop being a part of it. Mm. And she kept him um, kind of complacent through alcohol because every time he would start to ask questions, she's like, well, just have a little beer, you know? You, you notice that um, he lived with her? In the yeah. book, he had his own place in the next city over, next town over. He was married and shot his wife. Almost yeah, killed I remember her. that. Or did he kill his wife? I can't remember. He killed his wife he, or shot his wife? He, I think he killed her. I think he killed his wife, but he didn't get out. He I shot her. He was, something happened. He killed he, or shot he her. He didn't go to jail for it for some reason. It was the manslaughter. It was like, that. yeah, it was something that happened that was an accident because he was drunk. Right. But in this, in the movie, he's not married at all. He, at least you don't find out if he's ever married. And their their boyfriend and girlfriend. They're yeah, they're like, more like a couple. A in couple. the book, they were kind of like friends with benefits. Friends, right, yeah. Like, like you know. And they, and they hadn't, in the book, it seemed like they hadn't been together in years. Yeah. Like Ten years since the last time they were Yeah, romantic. but they were like having sex all the time in the, in the, in that's the what, miniseries. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's a, in, the, in, the, in the movie, it's more like their boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. They are. They're, they're very much more lovers in the, in the miniseries than what they were was kind of like. I don't know. Former. It's not. They were former. Yeah, it's like former because lovers. Because they were former lovers before he was actually married. Oh, okay. Yeah, because she met him in college. Yeah, That's right. Sure. She, he was like her professor, right? Or were they in college together? I can't remember. I can't remember, but they were. Yeah, they known each other for a long time. Yeah. And their families had lived on that land a long time too. Well, so. her she inherited it from her from uncle. Garrett or whatever. From, from her uncle, yeah. So she came in from the old farmhouse and inherited that. Which, you know, I didn't picture that house looking like that, but it was interesting to see it laid out that way. But, um, yeah, so, like, basically at the end, in the book, he's like, I've been working with you. I know you guys are all in on it because, you know, they were starting to fight in the end of it. And I just want you to know that um, because I have been with you the whole time and seen this thing through, this is our project, our deal. I want to go in the ship first. Then y'all can do whatever you want to. But I want to have that first moment instead She's like, in the miniseries, they all dig it up, and she's like, okay, let's go in there. And I think somehow they got in there, but I don't know if he ran in there or what, but it was all weird. How they? No, how did he, they get in? He said he would convince her that only them two should go in there because they were the first ones to discover it. Yeah, okay, so, so he did was, say that. Yeah, okay. so he, he had convinced her that only they, they should go in first. Yeah, and they didn't need any of the breathing apparatus or anything like that. There was no right. fear of plague. She was just like, okay, let's go in. And they go in, and it's like down an elevator. looks like something out of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then he finds Davy, and he gets all mad. And then it turns out there's an alien that's been laying dormant in there, and they fight. And then what did Bobby do during the fight? I can't remember. I don't need But she was just, was she surprised that there was an alien in there or did she know? Um, I thought she was like getting subdued by the something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was psychically. Like something was happening to her that wasn't happening to him. Yeah, because she was laying on those blocks and the, the nice green 
like cartoony um, animation was coming out of the blocks and yeah. like, lighting her up. It was like like somebody drew it on there with a sharpie. But he did mention that the alien this the alien crash was caused by them fighting, but they really didn't show how he came to that conclusion. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if I was to go on a ship and I just saw dead aliens over here and over there, I wouldn't assume they were fighting and that's why they're dead and that's why the ship crashed. Yeah. I would just assume they died. Because it was like, yeah. Because <laughs> you know? he had thought, was it plague? Remember, he'd gone in the book, he went through the thoughts. Was yeah. it plague? Would they know if it was plague ahead of time? Or was it, and then it came out later that they, because um, basically the consciousness of whatever these things that these Tommyknockers are, um, was started explaining their history, right. you know, and so. Well, Jimmy Schmitz was a much more uh, sympathetic character in the movie than than Jim's character in the book. In the book, he was really annoying. Yeah. Uh, you know, because he was one of them. Uh, you know, he's, you know, he's a bleeding heart. The whole thing with nukes. Oh yeah, and all that's that. the and we didn't even sort of, touch on that. The, how he's obsessed with right, nuclear war. Which, which uh, Jimmy Schmitz's character was, but he didn't. That wasn't the re- you know, it was the drunk was kind of the reason he went at those guys. Yeah. It wasn't for that long argument over how, you know, Chernobyl and the nukes yeah. and the, the world is going to hell and all this other oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. He was a fanatic in the book. Yeah. I, we forgot to mention that. He was a complete fanatic. Right. And, and been, that was how Bobby was able to manipulate him along with alcohol was that the Dallas police will come is, I guess, what they're calling yeah. the CIA or the, the well, you the know. The Dallas police, they made fun of the Dallas police because... Of JFK's Yeah, I death. understood that reference. And so anytime yeah. they mentioned Dallas police, they would just say incompetence. In, yeah. In the, in the, you know, in the police force was incompetent. And they, uh, yeah, but it wasn't also a conspiracy because they think they were in there. They were saying the Dallas police were oh, part of it. Really? Okay. I didn't know. I didn't get I just, that. That's I, what I referred my thing to. Was was just, this, my thought was just incompetence. That they, yeah, so how no, did they mess this thing up? See, my idea was they were saying that basically it was like their code word for like the Secret Service or the CIA or the people, you know, whatever the secret, secret, secret thing that no one knows about will show up, you know. Yeah, mine was different. I always thought Dallas, I always thought the reference was just incompetent police force. No, because they're like, they'll come and take us and and they'll, they'll put us all in underground government facilities. Remember, that's what she was saying to him and she was scaring him because he was like a real... Um, if he could have, if he wasn't a drunk, it's actually probably better for the world that he was such a drunk because if he actually had his shit together, he probably would have been like a very radical and possibly violent activist. Right. I mean, in this world, not, not like in the real world, I'm just saying like in the book, he was very like, if you said anything, he would just go to this like place of, yeah. like he would not, you, he couldn't hear anything. He would just be obsessed with it. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think. I think at that time there was people that still thought stuff like that about nuclear stuff. I don't think people as much think about that. No. They're not as scared as they used to be because it's, I'm not, you know, without giving any, um, putting them down or agreeing or disagreeing. I'm just saying like that was more of a dated fear. Now people are more right. worried about the environment in yeah, different ways. change or whatever. Yeah, climate change, change and stuff like that. But anyway, so, yeah, um, so they get down in their fist fight. He's fist fighting the <laughs> And what does he does he kill him? What does he do to him? He I think he he like destroys him with an axe, like okay. a like a but it's a it's an alien axe. <laughs> it was like a weird looking <laughs> yeah I remember medieval that now. Axe I something. remember I was thinking like, what did he get this medieval <laughs> axe from? <laughs> right, like, See, like I said, everybody, but I think it was one of the weapons, one of the alien out. weapons or something. Good to you know, know that alien weapons are yeah. like another like an Arnold Schwarzenegger moment, like. 
like from Conan. He just grabbed one of Conan's <laughs> yeah. axes. But yeah, so they um, so he got rid of him. And how did he get David Davy back to? He said, "Baby, Bobby, take Davy and go." And he sent them out. She's like, "Guard, no guard!" Because once yeah, he kept he told her he basically lied to her, and she knew she knew he was lying. I think yeah, he told her, "Don't worry, I'm right behind you. Just go ahead. Yeah, I'm right behind you. You know." And yeah. really, he was just gonna he hooked himself up to the system as a battery yeah. or whatever, and was able to control the ship, which I don't understand because if. He's able to do that. Why wasn't David able to do that? Exactly. You know, and what happened to Ruth and the dog and the grandpa? Yeah, they never. They didn't, they never finished that. They never got. They got them loose or anything or no? Because yeah, because oh yeah, I guess they were just turned back to normal like everybody else, right? Maybe but, the green power thing went away. Maybe yeah, they just disappeared. Gone. Like everybody was all crazy, and they just got better. So Dave. Um, and then there was no no ending. The way the ending in the book. Remember, we had this uh, discussion about how the world changed that yeah. day because they discovered aliens. Yeah. Well, in this case, I think the whole town probably kept quiet about it after the ship blew up. Yeah, because what they happened probably, was is didn't he announce. flew it up in this in the atmosphere and not yeah. out in space, but like up in the sky, yeah. and he blew it up. And like you said, it was all covered up and like nothing ever happened. Yeah. And everybody went back to normal. The end. Everything's happy, but there's no. The day the world stood still, moment or yeah. anything like that, or you know, another weird uh, thing that I I just didn't get when they had that they were was it the Fourth of July I guess Fourth of July yeah, celebration mm -hmm. and they're doing the fireworks and the the fireworks start turning green they're using the yeah. green stuff and they're all just enamored by it and I'm like there's nothing strange about these fireworks they're they're just exactly as regular fire I mean. Fireworks today that you see are insane. They'll do like a cowboy in, in the yeah, sky fireworks. Yeah. So, I mean, they could have done something with the fireworks other than make it green in order to, you know what I mean? Because they're yeah. looking at it like, this is stuff we've never seen before. And I'm like, wait a minute, I was alive during that time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I've seen fireworks better than that. Yeah. So, I don't know what they were all excited about. <laughs> I just, I thought that somebody, I just thought maybe it was the manifestation of the power over the town and they were all entranced and... And the people with metal in their bodies were not, you mm. know. Yeah. So. And, <laughs> but you know, it was weird because the whole just the whole book, like I just don't understand. What is the Tommyknocker? We still don't know after the book and the miniseries. What is a Tommyknocker? In according to the, according to the, is there such a is there a real thing as Tommyknocker, or is that in the mind of Stephen King? You know, that's a good question. I've never heard of that before, so let's look that up. See if you can look up Tommyknockers without it referring to the book, if there is such a thing. Well, I know there's a um, there's another movie called, like, Not of the Tommyknockers has nothing to do with this. Um, Tommyknockers, yeah. It must be a real thing, because there's a brewery called Tommyknocker Brewery, and it shows a guy with a, with a hat on. Let me look up. Tommyknocker definition. Yeah, but I mean, they could all be referencing the book. Yeah, let me look. See if there's a reference to it before 1987. Knocker. This is from Wikipedia. It says, Knocker, Knacker, or Tommyknocker is a mythical subterranean gnome-like creature in Cornish and Devon. Folklore Welsh counterparts are Coblenu. It is closely related to the Leprechaun. Oh, okay. So it's some kind of little gnome. It's that I guess he, they dig. They're like two foot tall. And they come knocking at you. Large your head, long arms, wrinkled skin, and white whiskers. Wears a tiny version of a standard miner's garb. 
and commits random mischief such as stealing miners' unattended tools and food. So it's not even, so he changed it. Of course, it might also be like, um, let's see. The belief in knockers, um, let's say, remained well into the 20th century. When one large mine closed in 56, they sealed the, or the um, entrance. People started calling on the mine owner to set the knockers free. Okay. And they actually, that's interesting. <laughs> so they're not like what, so Stephen King, uh, let's see how it puts. That's weird. They don't even have, he, they call it a motive found in science, in the science fiction book of Stephen King. I wouldn't go that far saying it was science fiction. It was They, failed, they failed say it's fiction. his first uh, science fiction book. Was it? Yeah. So, he didn't do well. No. He and he probably, didn't like it either. That's probably why he got out of it. No, he turned around and did Dreamcatchers. He didn't learn his lesson. He didn't learn. Dreamcatchers is worse, and he had to put the thing about the teeth in, which I do need to look that up one day and see if that's a thing that people lose their tooth, teeth when they meet aliens. Why do they – I mean, why do people lose their teeth? I mean, uh, normally. Is it from fluoride? What's the What's the reason why someone might have their teeth fall out? Bad food? Um. Your teeth, the, the roots rot, and they just fall out. But what causes it? You know, because remember the, because the doctor, remember the doctor asked uh, Eb. Yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. What, 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 what have you been feeding him? Because it's, it's seven of his permanent teeth have fallen out. Yeah, like, that's for, they're saying so like, they've been giving him sugar, <laughs> I guess. Maybe, I don't know, something makes um, your teeth fall out. You know, I think that but, might be but, a Would radiation. radiation make your teeth fall out? I think that hurt. I think it would. Because that was the whole point of, of the uh, um, of the ship was radiating something. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say. It seems seems like it's just one of those things, you know, that he came up with. It. I think that your hair and your teeth fall out in radiation, but I'm not like a radiation person or yeah, expert. Well, we all know about the hair because we see it, but I never heard of someone's teeth falling out. So. Let me look and see. I, it, there, there's nothing in here that's... Radiation treatments. Yeah. Yeah. And what is the last big radiation scare? Was that in Japan? Or was there a different one? You're talking about with the... With the, the in the real the world. That hit Nagasaki and Hiroshima? No, I'm talking about like a couple... Several years ago when that ocean oh. like flooded that oh, okay. in Japan. And like their nuclear plant? Yeah. That... Uh, Went underwater or something? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Even Chernobyl. I mean, what's the problem with Chernobyl is it's in Russia, and they keep a lot of things under wraps, so you never really know the truth. Just like if something happens in China, you never really find yeah. out the real casualties. But I think if something happens in Japan, you'd find out right away how many real people died, how many, you know... Uh, Okay, so basically when I just Googled this, I just it just basically says that radiation and the, obviously it's radiation treatments for cancer is the relevant thing that came up. And it said that your teeth will not fall out, but it, it affects your saliva, and your saliva is what protects your teeth from falling out. So if you're, you don't have a lot of saliva, no. okay. um, you don't have that good biodome in your mouth or whatever, um, you have the good bacteria in your mouth to help comes from your mouth all the way down to your stomach. That is, um, you know, what keeps your teeth safe 
and right. helps keep them from falling out. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. Interesting. Well, I guess that's pretty much it. I mean, I took my take. Ma- the one, my major thing I liked about the three things I liked about this movie was I liked the casting. You know, I really liked Tracy Lords in it. That was a surprise. Um, and I liked the doll uh, attack scene. I thought that was hilarious. That was funny, yeah. And then um, I liked that they kind of try to make it make more sense. But at the end, they lost me when they decided to bring the alien in and fight because it was very much like. The stupidity, of course, <laughs> the stupidity from uh, Dreamcatchers. And, uh, you know, and people didn't change in the book, I mean in the movie, physically. They just got green eyes and that was it. But I'm, so, I'm kind of glad of that because that sounded really gross. Yeah. What are your, what are your uh, last thoughts about it? I think it would be a good movie for uh, to be used on that show. Remember that show back uh, 10, 15 years ago? What is it, Space Theater 3000 or whatever? Oh, yes, Space Odyssey. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's a comedy special. Oh, yes, the two robot guys. Were they just uh, making fun of the movie while they're here? Yeah, while they're watching it. They could have made this movie a lot better. Yeah, (laughs) we could have done that, but that was one reason why I decided not to, like, do a podcast while we watched it, because I didn't want it to be like that, because I don't think that would be My daughter, Rosie, would love this movie. You think so? She loves bad movies. Oh, okay, yeah. She she just they, they she would laugh at almost uh, most of the movie would make her laugh because of the. Well, you need to tell her watch Dreamcatcher then this movie <laughs> in descending order since the worst makes her laugh more. Well, you know the thing about this movie was that the acting was good. Yeah, Jimmy you know Smith was, was like, so good. The the acting was really good, but the the writing wasn't that great. You know, so it's like. They only can work with what they can work with. But like I said, if Steven Spielberg had done the movie and they spent thirty million on it, this would actually have been a good movie. They could have they could have fixed it and made it good. Yeah. Just like you know, just like I think with The Shining. Uh, remember Stephen King hated The Shining. Yeah. The movie. But then he but, redid it but, in a miniseries, and I which, hadn't watched it. I didn't think it was that good. I think that was his name in her daily, was it from Wings? Yeah. Or something. But anyways, the I didn't like the miniseries, but I liked The Shining, the movie, and it's because of the vision of the director. So this director, I mean, I never heard of him before, and I hate to downplay it, or, but the, just the writing and the directing was just not great. You know, they could have done yeah. something better yeah. to make it more either scarier, believable, whatever whatever the case Interesting. Be. Interesting, yeah. Not just, make you fall asleep all the missing, time when you're knowing you have to do the podcast the next yeah, day. It was just missing uh, a lot of things for me. But, but I think it would really make my daughter laugh. She loves... These kind of movies that are just dumb, you know, yeah. that or that have plot holes or have you know, yeah, or, or, or dialogue that's kind of weird. Like Did she ever watch the Carnosaur series with Mike? I don't think so. Oh, it's the best. It's the best worst movie of all time. <laughs> Is it? Yes. <laughs> it's I really the good. worst movie of all time was called a movie called The Room, which I've never seen before. I've never heard. What but they about? say it's the worst movie ever made. Worst as in as in bad acting, bad everything. Every, worst as everything scary, about as it grosses. is the worst. Everything about it's the worst. I don't know. They got this trend on Netflix right now that they're having these movies that people can't even make it twenty minutes in. They got to cut it off. It's like that's not a. I wouldn't be proud of that. Yeah. That's not pr- something to be proud of. Well, you know the 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 way to I think the way to judge a movie is the worst movies for the money spent. Yeah. You know, then you can really judge it because 
some movies are horrible, but, you know, they only spent $10,000 to make it. So yeah. I was like, what are you expecting for $10,000? I mean, like Blair Witch Project, which actually did well, what did they spend on it? $5,000, $10,000 yeah. and, and made millions of dollars. Whereas, like, Waterworld with Kevin Costner, oh they spent gosh. over $100 million and it bombed. What uh, about that movie with John Travolta in the, as the Aliens? That was a pretty rough movie. Aliens or Angels? That was pretty good for now. No, 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 no. It was some, like, I don't know. Let me look it up. There's some weird movie he tried to do. He couldn't save it, even with his acting. Yeah. Um, then uh, there was a movie that spent, I think, 100000 or $100 million was, uh, remember the Aflac with J-Lo movie, Jiggly or whatever? I never yeah. saw it, but that yeah, was that horrible. Yeah, that was a bad one. <laughs> so those are even worse. When a movie bombs and they spend so much money on it, that's yeah. when it's really bad. But when you know, if a, if you know, if it's an independent film and a guy only spent a few dollars on it, you know, it's like, all right, yeah, you did your best. <laughs> you know, with, with what was the name of that movie? Oh my goodness, I'm looking it up. Um, but Battlefield Earth. Have you heard of that? No, I heard of it, but yeah, well, I, didn't, I didn't know the John Travolta. It kind of looks like a weird Cleone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know anything about the movie. It's, it was everybody made fun of it. It's kind of like that. Let's see what the budget for Battlefield Earth was. The director was John, Roger Christian. Corey Mandel and J.D. Shapiro wrote it. It was based on L. Ron Hubbard's book. Oh, okay. That's probably why he did it. Um, and it was 20, let's say, budget was $73 million, but it only made $29.7 million. Jeez. Oh my gosh! But that's anyway, it's a, a big loss. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the nothing money, against the religion. The that I'm just made, saying that's the money not that good. it made paid John Travolta. Nobody else got paid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so the, well, he might have he might have done it as a the investors active, investors active ministry for his belief system, which yeah. is his his personal choice. But anyway, all right. Well, we're we're done with this podcast. Um, I hope that you guys really enjoyed listening to us talk about it. Um. You know, like we said before, the Tommy Knockers miniseries um, is part of the universe. If you're committed to Stephen King, then you need to go through the experience. If not, we wouldn't recommend the miniseries or the book for you. But it's really good to uh, even just have that glimpse at Pennywise for a few seconds in the book was worth it to me, and the and the movie was fine. It was just it was what it was. And what you, so they could have done it in two hours. Yeah, they could have. They, they didn't need the they extra hour. Hours. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we'll talk to you soon. We're gonna try to knock Cujo out. So we'll see how that goes. Bye bye. Say bye, Luch. Bye bye. <laughs>